Warning, the following podcast contains violent scenes that may be unsettling to some listeners. Listener discretion is advised. The Sungi on Dryad in the Martian city Noctis Kinjal is up against the wall. One of their members, Shuju, got in a fight with a Martian ranger and ended up being killed. His cortical stack with all of his memories is now in the hands of the police force and needs to be retrieved fast. Join Becker playing Ellis, Craig playing He, Yorian playing Burke, Slavek playing Pivo and Tillman as the Game Master on this Eclipse Phase 2nd Edition nano-up called Body Count. Please follow Twin Cities by Night on social media and join our Discord chat. If you'd like to support us financially, you can also find us on Patreon. Enjoy! Hello, we are playing Eclipse Phase Body Count, the last of three nano-ops that they released with the second edition core book coming out. Today I have four players with me. Returning is Slavek and Becker. And for the first time we have Craig and our new member, or one of two, Yorin. Our game takes place on Mars. Uh, Mars is a tense situation right now. When the Chinese first established settlements here, things were looking promising, but with the fall happening and a very large number of refugees arriving, the then-formed planetary consortium kind of sweeped control over Mars and all the terraforming efforts there. And the original settlers didn't all like that too much, which formed the Basumian movement. Countering that, the planetary consortium uh, set up a overreaching police force, the Martian Rangers. You are not part of that group. You are kind of on the other end of the spectrum. You are members of one of the triads, the Sungi On. They are specialized in basically theft of intellectual property. In the inner system, where capitalism and old economy with money still prevails and you have hyper-corporations, IP rights are very important here. Honestly, with death being abolished, killing someone is honestly kind of less than a crime than like stealing intellectual property. Because if you release a new product to the market and your design files get stolen, you are kind of screwed. Like all your development efforts or your research is kind of for nothing. And the Sun Yeon, they are very active in uh, stealing intellectual property and design files. So whenever a new product comes on the market, they are the first to, well, flood the market with cheap counterfeits, including stuff that is otherwise hard to get, like weapons, rare or extreme uh, morph designs and augmentations, drugs of all kinds. So yeah, we are playing in the city of Noctis Kinjau, a pair of cities around the Noctis River and the city Noctis by the same name and Kinjau on the other side. They're connected with many bridges and all cities on Mars are under domes to protect them from basically dust storms and the rays of the sun. The atmosphere on Mars, despite the terraforming efforts, is very thin still. So the dome gives you air to breathe and protects you. The story begins with one of your colleagues in the triad, Chuju. For whatever reason, he apparently had a run-in with Martian rangers. 
and things turned violent and he was killed. Problem is, he probably carried a lot of like vital information on the triad that could make things very difficult for you. And so you are now on your way to the Morph Impound Center to retrieve Shuju's stack. The cortical stack is the little diamond rock that holds all the memories and the ego in a morph. So right now you are in two flying cars on your way through Noctis to this impound center. Let's introduce our characters. Craig, why don't you start? Hello, everyone. I am playing Chi. She is a individual inhabiting a morph of a one meter long dragonfly. She's very much into creative expression, as you can tell by the morph, and personal liberties, especially the Martian liberation. Um, she doesn't care much for some of the authoritarianism that's been going on on her home and has joined up with a bunch of uh, activists and uh, hackers um, in order to, you know, maybe do some damage to some of the groups that have set up here. Excellent. And then Slavic. I am playing Pivo, who is a octopus uplift, and he's kind of a scavenger who wants to reclaim old earth, which means he wants to sort of remove all the titan war machines and nano swarms and such on earth. And there's a rumor that, you know, he's already been to earth, but probably the copy that was there is dead by now or, you know, worse turned to the by the titan war machines he's very knowledgeable about titans yeah that's it right and yorin yes so today i'm playing burke and burke is a synthetic morph um looking like a female she came from titan but titan is super boring and all she actually wants to do is punch things and be badass so that's what she's here to do be badass and finally, Becca. I'm playing Elise, and Elise is a very, very interesting character, kind of go-with-the-flow sort of person. She um, actually died on Earth, but managed to be uploaded afterwards and has kind of just been floating around since. Like, you guys have sort of heard how she's done some gate crashing and some missions here and there, and she's just kind of eccentric in that way, and you guys know that she really, really likes technology. She's got, and she's got all these interesting piercings all over her in her synthetic body. And she's got long dreads where like she'll pull something out like for a wire or whatever. And that's like where she keeps all of that stuff. And she's very eclectic. I love it. So a few things came up here. Titan, we haven't seen yet in any of our games, but it's kind of a social democracy. They have a uh, right for a body on, on there, which is pretty rare. So every citizen uh, is guaranteed a morph of some kind. Uh, they're very well known for their university. But yeah, probably really boring. Their AI research is great, though. Pivo is a reclaim man. They're kind of known as extremists, honestly. Many people really consider Earth a, a lost cause. And gate crashing, we had that in one of our one-shots. Back to the flying car situation, though. As I said, you have two of them. You probably split up between them equally. But since you all have TechNet, you can share your thoughts 
over the mesh pretty much instantly. So around you, you see the scenery of Noctis from above, the numerous neon advertisements around you, the gray buildings. All this is very well known to you, but the matter at hand is very pressing. You know you have a contact within the ranger department. You don't know the the name of this contact, but you have a guarantee from them that you will be let in to the interior of this department without any questions. So somehow the security is probably being overridden and you can just enter. You already have your smart clothing set up to reflect the uniform of the rangers, kind of a dark blue color. Uh, all your gear is set up to reflect what they would normally like carry. You have two drones with you, guardian angels. These are usually used for like, crowd control. But what is your backstory like? If someone were to ask you there, what are you doing here? Where are you from? Because your faces are still very much unknown there. How do you belong there? The facility is the Morph Impound Center. So you have uh, cells for people in morphs, of course, but also areas where there are probably morphs without any egos in them, which need to be analyzed for evidence. And Shuju is probably like one of them in there. So we could just be there to uh, pick up one of the morphs for evidence in a matter out from another jurisdiction. Yeah, that's a good idea. I could be here on behalf of the Uplift Rights Committee, who's, which is trying to make sure that uplifts aren't discriminated against in the legal system and basically just harass officials. But wouldn't that bring more... Eyes kind of, on us? But kind of also not. It depends. I feel like Pivo would have like a... He has a fake ego ID. So I feel like this would be his fake ego. Would be like a uplift activist. Yeah, you all have your fake IDs with you, which will provide a fake name. The problem is once someone actually scrutinizes them, it all falls apart, usually. Okay, makes sense. So, Chi, what was your idea again? Since the morph we're after is probably in storage somewhere, we could just um, say that they're, we're there to reclaim that one or another morph in order to bring it back to another, another station to do some more uh, tests on it. Um, perhaps it was involved in a cross-jurisdiction crime that we have uh, you know, some purview on. We could, in fact, uh, generate some paperwork to say just that. If you want it to be really serious sounding, you could like name drop the Titan Quarantine Zone. It's kind of around the corner. It's a region on Mars that's restricted. You can't go there. Well, you shouldn't probably because it's known that there are several Titan war machines still active there. So like we can say, hey, we heard this person or we suspect that this particular body was in the Titan Zone. And so we need to confiscate it for reasons. I think that would also make more sense with the other two morphs that are not uplifted uh, animals. Yeah, so I, I'm liking this idea. And Elise is like, okay, yeah, here, let me let me start pulling up some um, mumbo jumbo. And she's like thinking scripts and papers and trying to put all that stuff together to make it sound official. Do we happen to know like what 
kind of description the morph that our contact was using when he was brought down? Yes. You know him quite well. He was in a basic splicer morph. It's essentially just a human body, but it's gene-fixed. So several like hereditary diseases were glanced uh, over and fixed in the genetic code. And it has all the like basic modifications that allow it to communicate in the mesh. You know, he had very dark, short hair. Also, his brows and eyes reflected that and this very like, gaunt face to him. But his skin was quite pale. He didn't really look Chinese, but it, it definitely gave you that feeling of like East Asia. Do we happen to know the circumstances in which uh, Suju was brought down? No, you only have the announcement that Suju was killed in a violent conflict with the Martian rangers. And rangers haven't given any reasons. Apparently, investigation is going on or something. Uh, so they they aren't talking to the presses about it. So Ellis, in order to have some primacy on this case, she says, we're going to have to concoct a story that goes back quite a long ways before uh, Suju even contacted the Martian Rangers. Okay, okay. I think that's something I can I can work up. You want to say that he's uh, kind of still going with the Titan angle? He's been doing that for a long time? And maybe was like a, a terrorist of some sort? Sure. Multiple incursions into the Titan zone sounds right. Okay, so multiple incursions... Um, when he was meeting with the the Rangers, he was doing it in order to, or suspected to do it in order to like bring some trouble to the Rangers for X, Y, Z reasons. And yeah, you fabricate a warrant of sorts. It has all the official logos on there. It probably doesn't hold up because again, it's not in a database. Uh, as soon as like someone cross checks it, you will find that it's like not there. And they won't have any knowledge of excursions into the Titan quarantine zone either. But it should hold up to like first glances. And Elise would be intentionally making it long with really big words that, again, if you're sitting there reading it like thoroughly, it won't make any sense. But just quick glance, it's like, ooh, there's all these big official words in there. And it's kind of like, oh. So she's just trying to go for that daunting, fast talk with a word document. Not just terrorist, but super terrorist. Excellent. So the artificial intelligence that drives you to the to the center gives you a notice that it's ready to park the cars. And you look down from the windows and beneath you, you see like this massive concrete block, essentially. It's just like a, a lump of rock. It has very few windows, it seems. But what you do notice from above is there's these generators and air exchange machines. As I said, the whole city is under a dome, but important buildings like this one usually have their backup generators for air. And it seems this is this is equipped to like withstand a depressurization or a dome failure. So where do you want to land the cars? Basically, I'm asking right in the uh, front or around one of the corners. <laughs> How many people can we get in one car? Could all four people get in one car? If you were to squeeze in there, probably. 
Okay, so I think we should have one near the exit and one hidden. That sounds like a good plan. One that is obvious that we're coming out of it and then, yeah, so so one near the front door and then one kind of around the corner. Yeah. Do I even fit in the car? Sure. You're yeah. like the smallest member. Yeah, why wouldn't exactly. you? Exactly. The dragonfly morph is like one meter in size, so honestly, you're about as tall as like a a preschooler. The wings fold in, right? Yeah, of course. Okay, there we go. All right, so I have my document all done, and she'll like send it to who's going to kind of be our face as we're talking through stuff with people. Don't look at me. I all right, Chi. People. She'll send it to Chi. <laughs> yes. She's, so Elise sends you the document that she's been working on because she's going to start preparing in case we need a backup plan having that idea that you had where trying to trick the computers if to recognizing a dome failure if for so she's just like trying to get us a back end if we need it all right um she would probably just like just be buzzing around and uh she basically configured um her morph to basically have the blue colors of the martian rangers and like Change like the little skin cells to create like the emblem of the local badge on it and have even like uh, the badge number that corresponds to the like the fake identities we have just to like make it look funny and like have like the red and blue uh, um, alternating uh, lights on the shoulders of their skin. And she'll just kind of start buzzing along towards the main entrance. So again, you take in the scenery. This is really just built to last it seems you know that there are prison cells in here but honestly this is kind of overkill looking at it the walls are really thick concrete you do have a set of large windows to the lobby area though and you see that also to the lobby area there is a a pressure chamber it has two doors so you enter through the first one then there's a moment uh, where uh, repressurization happens and then the second one will open. Talking about the deceive scores, um, yeah, I think he and Alice, it's between you. Uh, Alice, your strategy is a bit different, though, I think. If you wanted to, Alice, you could convince Martian Rangers through attractiveness, likely. He probably kind of couldn't. Oh, that's a really good point. That's a really good point. Are you saying I'm not beautiful? No, never. <laughs> Please don't give me the uplift rights talk again. All uplifts are beautiful. Now, not that uh, she is an uplift. Uh, she's just happening, inhabiting this form because it's beautiful. It's true. I also have camouflage, actually. Does uh, Pivo actually need water or air? Or how is he How is he moving across this? Is, like, is he ambulatory on the Martian surface? Let's see. I have on my sheet what's called thrust vectors. Yeah, yeah he can fly with rockets. Yeah. <laughs> That's so cool. I'm not sure how he breathes, though, but I'm assuming he's doing it. Yeah. Uh, I, I mean, he has been doing all right on the car ride so far. So. Yeah. I think they have both gills and lungs, but I'm not sure. And I don't think I want to really look too much into it. But yes. He is currently breathing. I mean, he's in a neo-octopus morph, so it's much larger yeah. than uh, octopi on on Earth were, the natural ones. And it's equipped with all kinds of augmentations, like mental augmentations. 
So are you making your way inside then? Yeah, I think we'll we'll just go like the straight up uh our front door approach because well we're we we're here, we have uh we have our orders and if, if that doesn't work, uh I don't know, do we have like a layout of this place? Uh no. The rangers are very secretive about like the inner workings of this. Basically what you know is there's a lobby area and then there is a huge building behind there and you will have to make for it. Time is of the essence. If they already looked at Shujo's uh, stack and have a copy of it somewhere, honestly, there's nothing that you can do. So better move in quickly. All right. So Elise and Chi go ahead and take lead and we head right in through the front doors. The front door uh, has a sensor around it. It sees you approaching and this pressure chamber opens up for you. There's a inner chamber that you can walk into and then another door as you walk in the door closes behind you again normally you would have to wait probably if there actually was a pressurization but right now it seems the systems are equal on the inside and on the outside so the second door opens pretty much immediately after the first one has closed and it opens up into the lobby area you already had a glimpse from the outside through the windows it kind of looks pretty bland. The walls left and right of you and behind you are concrete with these two windows in them, uh, letting in a little bit of light from the dome above you. In front of you, the wall is actually like brushed metal. There's only a very small section that is a window. You can talk to one of the rangers in like a desk area through this window. And you see there's a very agitated person in a synth morph and you're just like talking to someone at the desk area i need this morph back honestly by yesterday it's company property we need this for our work and you get the feeling you can't really hear the ranger because his voice is muffled um, but this has been going on for a really long time there are like five other people waiting just civilians in the waiting area you just see some like normal people most of them in probably like splicer morph, like your friend Shuju. One of them is in, you're guessing, a pleasure pot. That's kind of weird. In front of you is another very large door. And this is where it all happens. You have heard from your contact uh, that this door will automatically open for you as well. Normally it wouldn't. But right now, apparently the security is down and will let you in. So Chi just kind of buzzes past the line of civilians um, in front and buzzes right up to the desk, um, hoping that uh, her entourage is following. Oh, I was going to make a break for the door. Just like power walk straight through it because our understanding is that they're unlocked right now. Oh, okay. Then I guess we don't need to go to the desk. All right. Yeah, let's just uh, like no one's business go for the door like we're supposed to be here because we are. Yeah, exactly. He owned this place. The civilians, they look up and they recognize you're like rangers and they don't want to bother you. But the guy at the desk, you don't think he like pays any attention. Someone wearing the right kind of uniform entered. And I mean, if they're the right people, they're going to get through, right? So you waltz to this door, like trying to not drag attention to yourself. And indeed, it does open into a hallway of sorts. It's fairly large, about three meters wall to wall. You see 
some people going back and forth, uh, some in like ranger uniforms. You see many of them have police baboons with them. This is kind of a thing on Mars. They, uh, the baboons are not uplifts, but they are uh, augmented in many ways. So they're smarter than normal baboons. They're, of course, very social animals, but these ones are very easily trained. They're very obedient kind of replacing police dogs. But since they can grapple things, they're much more useful in that sense. And they can't be hacked as easily. That's correct. These are completely biological. So the rangers are in their usual raster morph. Rasters basically also look like normal humans, but, you know, they are fortified to like the harsh nature of Mars. They can withstand radiation and... Uh, the dust storms much longer. They're basically a bit tougher than your usual splicer morph. But you also see some technicians, and they're usually in pods. These are um, not completely biological, uh, so their limbs are often mechanical. Uh, many of them don't have hair, and if they do, it's kind of like a wig. So they're lacking some of the features that you would expect from a normal human body. Their eyes look somewhat glassy because they're fake. They're just cameras with like a, a bit of cover up on them. So this always stretches on. You see some robo mules going about automatically carrying various kinds of equipment for evidence taking. People, again, don't really take you. I mean, they don't really pay you any mind. Some like nod into your direction, kind of saying hello. You pass an intersection. To your left, you can see from uh, augmented reality signs, you have interview rooms and prison cells. And to your right, you have locker rooms and apparently a shower and bathroom area. So I guess we keep going until we find something that looks like a like morph storage area or someplace where they would keep uh, non-processed evidence. Yeah, the hallway goes further down. Reaching the end... You have another uh, crossing, so you can turn left or right again. On the right, you see there are office spaces, uh, also the armory and a gun range. On the left, you have probably what you're looking for. You have the body bank and the receiving center for the rangers, you think. So if they need to sleeve into a new raster morph of sorts or something else, that's where they would do it. You also have a machine shop there. But most importantly, you have a holding room for synth morphs and one for biomorphs. But this is uh, for evidence, not for the rangers. Okay, so it sounds like we need to go towards the left end of this hallway. Okay. Yes. So again, just keeping that same confident stride and we get all the way to the end and we make that left turn. So you make the turn. And I'm guessing you enter the biomorph area. Yes. The room you enter has the walls lined with like these cooling uh, lockers to hold biomorphs. Uh, you get the feeling this is honestly mostly a morgue. Probably very few of the biomorphs in here are actually, well, usable still. Do we have any kind of scanning equipment that maybe we could pick up uh, the one we're looking for? Honestly, you could probably tell by look alone. Uh, in that case, uh, Chi will then just start hovering around and kind of like checking like uh, morphs out, um, hovering and like, 
I'm not sure that they, they have like digital toe tags or something on the on the storage lockers, but uh, she'll go around uh, just scanning those and searching for one that uh, seems to fit the bill. Actually, all morphs are identifiable by a basically a barcode. It's a tattoo on your index finger. You can't see it under normal light, but like with laser sights, which pretty much everyone has available, you can make it visible and scan it. Are there backups in case they lose that digit? Uh, yes, but it's. Uh, I think it's more complex. Like there's uh, something uh, engraved into the base of your skull or something. and So it's harder to check. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, there are ways. The The finger one is probably like to to go into the disco or something, you know? It's just, who are you? Okay, you're this person, get in. And obviously so, the tattoo can be faked or covered up. So Elise is actually going to see if there's like a, a record log that she can check to see if they've looked at his body yet. Basically, I just want to see, have they even gotten to the point of processing? Because that seems like something that they would check every like put into a log somewhere right the log is probably available but not to you i mean it's on their server for sure uh, but you would need to get access to that first because that's kind of like evidence and they would put security on that okay you can you can try to hack the system Let's first figure out if his body's here. And then if I need to do that, we'll get into it. I don't want to alert anybody to our um, to us being here just yet. Yeah, I think if, if we were to fail, I'd probably send off a few alarms. So he, you're flying around. You see uh, the first thing on the table, there's like a pod morph, similar to the ones that the technicians use, but a, a slightly different model. This is probably some kind of worker out in the city or has been. It lacks arms, though. Like, the mechanical arms of this morph have been detached. Otherwise, though, it kind of looks fine, honestly. I'm not sure what's up with that. Further back in the room, you see there's, like, a a table with a group of these podmorph technicians, uh, like four of them. They're surrounding a sylph morph. This is a biomorph that's well, designed to be quite stunning and is something for the higher-ups. And yeah, you uh, notice that these four uh, port technicians are taking in, well, the the natural or unnatural beauty of this female sylph morph. Further down still, you find another one of these tables, and yeah, there's Juju. And he seems to have been cleaned up, but you you can't tell if they try to access his stack yet he's like laying on his back kind of in a neutral pose he's covered with like a green paper blanket of sorts and he doesn't appear to have any like open wounds he's not bloody or anything but right now it seems he was just shoved in here cleaned up and then left there is a way is there a way to uh, check if uh like it obviously involve like touching or moving him if uh anyone's attempted to access the stack yet yeah you would need to turn him around uh, so he's uh, lying on his belly pretty much and then take a look at his uh, neck area like the base of his skull to see if uh, there has been an incision recently can i get some muscle here on it and burglar walks over and just turns over the body it's absolutely no issue for you and turning him over you find 
yeah, he looks looks clean, no incisions yet, but you'll need to get that out. Like you need to take his stack and then like walk out. So we actually don't need the entire morph, just like his stack. Yeah, it's the thing that carries all the vital information. It's honestly the thing that carries Shushu's soul, if you want, or ego, all his memories, all his personality. And even though his morph has ceased, it's still there and you can still put it on a server. You can put it into no morph if you want. And I mean, best case scenario is the police doesn't get it. We have like this like a mind link chat between our group members, correct? Yes, you have the tech net and you yeah. cannot just chat with one another, but you can share your visual input. So if you want to share what you see with someone in the group, that's also possible. Okay, so, but I can't just uh, like message um, Ellis and ask, uh, on our paperwork, do we have just a stack or the full morph? Oh, in the paperwork that I put together? Yeah. Well, considering we only needed the stack, probably just that is what I would have put. It's also less conspicuous to take out the to take out the stack because otherwise we're trying to wheel out a whole body that people are going to stop us. Now the question is, does anybody have the uh, ability to take the stack out? I can use my beak. So that sounds like a like forcible removal. Is that am I yeah, understanding but that? I- I think there should be like a machine for it somewhere here. Looking around you, you do see equipment, but not really like a, a machine for that specifically. Or maybe you're not sure what you're looking for. Not sure if you ever okay. used one, but you do find like scalpels. Well, I do have a pretty high hardware industrial, which I felt like if there was a machine, I would probably know about it. But yeah, scalpel work. Is anyone here, you know, good with a scalpel? Maybe a little done a little bit of medicine? Uh, so I have no medicine. And that was going to be one of my next questions is like, what kind of skill would that fall under? Um, yeah. But I also have a utility, utility tool, if that'll help. It says that it can um, reshape to any small tool in one to six minutes or one D six minutes. Yes, you don't have to roll because it's not a time critical thing right now, but you have basically the future equivalent of a Swiss army knife. It just reshapes into whatever you need. That's awesome. Okay. Uh, So I don't have any medicine, but I do have hardware. I don't think that's going to help in this situation though. Anybody, anybody else? Hardware what? Electronics and robotics. Yeah, same for me. I have demolition, but that sounds too much... Yeah, you can blow him up. Maybe it works. <laughs> exactly. Nobody gets the information. It is a viable solution to the problem. Yes, but it would but also But you're involve... also killing your friend, like for real this time. So I don't think I gave any one of you medicine. So you're not good at it, but I will allow melee. Oh my gosh. That's fantastic. I can try melee. I mean, the thing is made out of diamonds, so even if we really mess it up, uh, what's the worst that can happen? Yeah, you can't accidentally cut the stack. I mean, with demolitions, you can probably destroy it, but not with a scalpel or even a larger knife made with the utility tool. All right. So uh, Kui's buzzing around, and then she just kind of uh, perches up on top of like a table or something just to look nonchalant. You glance a little at the group of 
technicians over there. They're still uh, focused on their stuff. Looks like they're actually starting to collect some evidence now, maybe. All right, Burke, I think it's up to you. And she'll kind of, I guess, hold the body, just kind of keep things still. Uh, Yeah. So I think Burke is going to give it a try. Right. Just to see how you're doing, roll me melee. I mean, you're going to get it done anyway, but it might be important to know how well you do. Not well. That's an 87 out of 70. So I will say this. You get started on it and you're making progress, but there's a problem. You're not really uh, at the stack yet, but an alarm goes off. You have like this augmented reality alarm that someone is tampering with evidence without following proper protocol. Do the other uh, scientists in the room look like they're getting it as well? Probably. They're definitely like looking up. Your first impression is they're not too concerned. Maybe this happens often. But you do get the feeling like you need to either hurry up or think of something really quick. Gee, can you maybe turn it off? Yeah, sure. Um, Is it possible to turn it off and like examine what might have set it off in the first place? I'm assuming it was us, but if there's like a way to bypass that and just turn it off so it doesn't happen again. I think now is a good time to hack the system. Yeah, let's hack that system. Uh, So since you're under time pressure, you actually have a very large negative right now. But please roll me your infosec at a minus 30. If you really want to succeed this, again, you can negate the minus I gave you by using a point of your pools. And I believe it's uh, insight. Let's burn an insight to, uh, you know, get rid of that minus 30. And it's a good thing I did. Is that a success still? That is on the number. So if it is... Oh, damn. Criticals are double digit. So it's unfortunately not a critical, but it's a very good success. I think in the book it would be called an excellent success. So it's two steps above a normal success. Yeah, Key kind of just uh, shuts the alarm down and then like kind of projects like the annoyed emoji across her face. Like uh, manipulates the little things, saying, <sighs> and basically chitters. All right, come on, let's 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 not mess around anymore. Keeping with her nonchalant uh, appearance for the rest of the pod morphs. You asked if you could find out what the uh, source of the alarm is, and you check, and you think it's like a really low-level system, and that's probably why the technicians aren't too alarmed because it happens constantly Uh, so there's no detailed analysis of why it happens it's just something has happened be on alert has burke been able to get it out yet okay then if we have it out and we're good to go let's get moving if you enjoyed this game of eclipse phase make sure to check out our other eclipse phase one shots we have several listed now and more to come soon 